Oh, you know, when I say too many people, I'm always pretty much 90% of the time talking about my own family members. But too many people get comfortable on welfare. It's not a deterrent. There's no reason to get off of it. They can get, they live comfortable with what the government gives them. And all you're giving them is enough to get by with. You know, you, you'll hear so many times that, that, that people end up at jobs that they do not like and they're working just hard enough not to get fired and the company's paying them just enough not to quit. So there's no growth, no personal growth, you know, for either of them, the company or the individual. And that's what, you know, Caffeine for the Mind, that's what this, this, the Brian Adams show is about, is, you know, personal growth, learning and, 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 and reaching for that, that next level of success, uh, as my buddy Bob would say. It's reaching for that, that higher level of living. It's chasing that passion. And it's, it is that, that, that fear and pain, you know, because we'll do far more to avoid the fear and the pain than we'll do to gain the pleasure unless it's that instant gratification and the fear and the pain is off in a distance. And religions have been built all over this globe on that same premise, that, that premise of living in pain and agony for, for eternity, you know, if you do certain things, or you can have the opposite and, and live in, you know, joy and happiness for eternity. Whether, and I'm not here to debate the religion psychology, but it, it's what I want you to get from this, the whole caffeine for the mind that I want you to take away. And, and please show up to this show every day with your journal and your pen in hand and ready to take the, the, the notes. Because here's the action steps is, you know, whatever it is that you're doing right now in your life, for every action is a reaction. So every time that you choose something, you know, eventually it's going to, you know, those seeds will spring forth the fruit. So wherever you are right now in life, at one time or another, you made an appointment to be there. So what actions, what do you, what, what, the actions that you taken today, the actions that you took this morning, the actions that you're going to take this afternoon, those actions are the seeds that you're planting. And somewhere the, the fruit is going to start showing its head. Is it going to be the fruit that you want? Now you, I mean, when you know that you, you know, you, I, I beg people to, to get up in the morning and do that, that 30 minutes to thrive, that hour of power. Give yourself that, that first 30 to 45 minutes, that first hour in the morning, that first part of the day, you know, dedicate that to yourself. And I've had, you know, several people tell me, oh, I do, I do. You know, I, first thing I do in the morning is, is, is I get up and I spend it with, uh, with, with, with God and, and I harmonize with him. And, and I spend the first hour and a half of, of my day, you know, praying and, and worshiping and, and, and giving thanks. And as, as great as I think that is, my instant remark to them, my instant comment is, man, can't you do that while you're walking? Get out in this beautiful land that he has given you and walk. Breathe in the fresh breath. Take the deep breaths. You know, give that. You know that the body. Use that body, man. That's 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 showing more love. That's showing more respect. That that's giving back. I mean, it, it it's showing appreciation. You know, anyone can just sit around and 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 think the thoughts and do the stuff. I mean, words are cheap. It's the actions, I mean, and that's actions. Whether it's in a relationship is is I can tell my daughters and my wife word after word after word. But, you know, what actions am I showing? You know, what's, you know, because that's, that's where the rubber hits the road. That's the proof of the pudding. So if there's some pain that you're feeling right now, it, it, it's, let, let, let's use it. Take the pain that you're feeling, whatever it is, whether it's a job loss, a layoff, or not getting the promotion that you wanted, or the argument that you're having with the spouse, or the kids acting up, and take full responsibility for it. Whatever the pain is, go, you know what? All of this pain that I'm feeling right now, you know, I brought on myself. You know, I keep threatening to write a book that's called Your Life Sucks Because of You. Now, what are you going to do about it? And it's about taking full responsibility. 
And when you look at the pain that you're going through, whatever it is, whether it's small or big, you take full responsibility and to learn the lesson because that pain is the lesson that you need to learn because it's the choices that you made, whether it was yesterday or last week or last year, and now that fruit is starting to show its head. You've got to make sure that you don't take those action steps again. You've got to learn the lesson because the lesson is the blessing. And this universe, God will continue to bless you with these lessons, which is the pain, until you learn that lesson. You can't keep making the same mistakes over and over again. I'm telling you, these guys are into, whether it's the L.A. riots or it's the, the criminal systems, it's because there's no deterrent. There's no, I mean, most of them live in the prison systems better than they do outside the prison systems. You've got to make it so bad that no one wants to come out. And I know everyone goes, oh, but that's so, that's just, that's just so inhumane. And I'm like, no, it's not. All you're doing is, one, you're not giving them a reason to change when you treat them so well and you think you're, you're sitting them and sending them through rehabilitation and they're not learning anything because they're thinking, man, this, this is what I get? Man, I, I, I murder a couple of people, I rob a couple of things, and, and this is the only punishment I get? This ain't too bad. And what happens is in that, the, that area of their lives, the, 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 the hood, as they call it, the people that know them, and, and go and visit them and see how great they're living. They're going, man, you're in here living better than we're living out and on the streets. What do I got to do to get in here? And so they start on that, that, that road of crime thinking, man, it doesn't matter. As long as I'm getting away with it, I'm doing good. And when I get caught, I'll be doing even better. You've, we've got to do something to change the situations. We've got to do something that's going to make it to where it, there's a deterrent. Now, and that's what I want you to use. You've got to do something in your life so that you don't keep making the same mistakes, learning the same lessons. You've got to know that deterrent. And I'm telling you, that pen and that paper, that journal, and you writing it down and you being honest with yourself and writing down the bad stuff of, of where this is going to lead you and making that real, the subconscious mind doesn't know if it's real or not real, is that's what's going to give you the, the fear, the pain, the agony, not to take that instant gratification. You've got to program yourself, recondition your mind so that your mind knows exactly what it is you know, to, to, to avoid so that you can move toward the, the life that you want. It was Ogmandino in his book, The World's Greatest Salesman, that says, we're all slaves to our habits, so form great habits and be slaves. And that's what, I mean, that's the whole purpose behind mental martial arts, the, this, this program show, Caffeine for the Mind, is to get you in the habit of making the right choices, not, not selling for the instant gratification right now. You know, put on the back burner the, the uh, spending the, the money on the vacations and, and saving up for the, the business that you want to buy. Oh, man, we're going to take a short break. We're going to pay some of the bills here. And when we come back, man, do we have a show for you. Mm, mm, mm. I Welcome back to Brian Adams Show, Caffeine for the Mind, Thoughts That Wake You Up, Make You Think. Produced by the Zeus Radio Network for the social media network of Hear Women Talk. That's H-E-R-E, womentalk.com. Please call in. Any questions, be a part of the show, 914-338-1186. Again, that's 914-338-1186. What a great start to a great week. Our guest today is, like I said, I almost skipped my intro just to, to jump in and, and uh, get started with this young lady. Charmin Lane, uh, not only is a, a motivational speaker, she's an author, radio host, has trained, managed, and coached thousands of individuals on what it takes to get what they want. She now takes you from 
now to wow and shows you how to make your life what you want it to be. Charbon offers seminars, keynote speeches, and workshops that create change by providing the process, tools, and action plans to achieve success. She inspires people to find their passions, motivates them to take action, and empowers them to go from the now to the wow. And that's, see the, 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 the trail here. It's not just motivating you as much as it is once you're motivated and ready to take action, you know, giving you the how to do it, the, the, the tools. I mean, it's so important. I mean, you can be on the fastest train in the world, but if you're going in the right direction and can't get off, it ain't going to help you at all. Unlike most motivational speakers who just give you the hype and the personal stories, Charmin takes you a step further. She gives you the motivation and inspiration along with the action information and the tangible tools and the strategies to create the life you want. Her latest book titled Giving You the Wow and the How, it's a personal growth self-development book that provides the motivation and the information to help you create the life you dream of. She has personally gone from being a manicurist to millionaire, became an author and created a radio and coaching program. And she did it by using the same principle described in her book. She's been featured in high-level media such as the New York Daily News, Fox News Channel, Lifetime TV, Hollywood Confidential with uh, Lisa Gibbons, The Women's Day, Glamour, Self Magazine. It goes on and on. She has spoken for several huge companies like New Century Mortgage, First Vanguard, World Financial Group. Please help me welcome. Thank you for taking your time out today with us. Miss Sharman Lane, are you there? Hi, Brian. Wow, what a fantastic intro, and just thank you for having me. This is such an honor and a pleasure. Oh, thank you, and uh, I want to just, I mean, let's just jump right into it, because I know, I, I love, you know, in the intro, how I mentioned that uh, you went from manicurist to millionaire, and when I was uh, 17, I dated a young lady that was a manicurist, and I know how many fingernails you have to do to make a million dollars, so I, I don't think that's what uh, we're referring to, and I know you dropped out of, of, of high school at 17, worked as a manicurist, but by the age of 24, you were a homeowner. You know, uh, in your early 30s, you were making you know a million dollars a year. I mean, how, how do you go from that? From from high school dropout, sitting, you know, in front of someone, you know, painting on you know the fake nails, you know, filing them down, you know, and then painting the you know the color on them, you know, it, to to home ownership and making a million dollars a year. Take us through that process. Wow, yeah, it is certainly a process. And, you know, Brian, something you were talking about at the beginning during your intro was really how I did it. It was figuring out where the heck I was, and I found myself complaining. I didn't have enough money to do the things I wanted to do. I really felt like I had this fire inside me that I wanted to help change the world and make it a better place, and manicuring wasn't going to get me there. And one day I looked at my life, and I just made this list. I call it kind of verbal vomiting. It sounds terrible, <laughs> but it's really, really a healthy, healthy process. So I literally verbally vomited all over myself. I got out a piece of paper, and I just wrote out all the aspects of my life I wasn't happy about. And at first it felt really negative, but then I looked at it, and I'm like, hey, you know what? At least now I know where I am. It was like looking at a map in a, in a shopping mall where it says, you are here. And then I was able to say, okay, at least I know where I am. Now, mm. where do I want to be? What do I want instead of this stuff? Mm. And I started looking at, you know, the, the, the clearly 
defined things of what I want in my day-to-day job. I wanted freedom. I wanted flexibility. I wanted to be in charge of my own income. How hard I worked depended on how much I would make. You know, and that's really what I did. And then what you said before was so spot on, which is action. Just writing it down and creating a vision board and being clear about what I wanted was not going to make it happen. It was the action steps behind what I wanted that actually allowed me to get where I wanted. Mm. Mm. And, and, and I want to back up a little bit. Is uh, I love that, that, that term that you just used, and I'm not sure if I've, I've heard it before, but it's the verbal vomiting. And now I know some sales guys that I've trained, when they first go into sales, you know, they'll go up to a prospect and they kind of verbally vomit all over them on, you know, and, and, and turn them away from their, their uh, you know, the, the product that they're trying to sell and, and, and introduce them to. But I love what you're saying is, is because and anyone listening to this has, has, has at one time or another had the flu. And when you've got something in your system and in your body, you know, your, your, your body knows to get rid of it. And that's pretty much what it does. It vomits it out and, and uh, you know, and gets rid of it. And, and I like what you're saying is, is because so many, so many times people don't want to, you know, vomit all over themselves. They don't want to write it down, meaning they don't want to really admit where they're at. They don't want to, like you said, look at that map like you're in the mall and they really don't want to, to you know, be realistic and say, here's where I'm at. And I think, I mean, that, to me, that's so important. I wish more people would do it. I mean, is there any... Anything that you can say to people to say, look, it's, you know, don't be afraid of it. You know, you know, it's, you, you need to do it. Absolutely. You know, the big key here is, is if you don't know where you are, you have nowhere to start from. And that's mm. all it is. There's no judgment. There's no opinions. It just, it is what it is. If I'm making X dollars, you know, per week, per month, per year, whatever, and it's not fulfilling me, then I need to know, A, where am I starting from? And then, where do I want to be instead? And then, what are the actions I need to take in order to get me where I want to be? And that's what I say is take the judgment out. Of it. it doesn't matter how you got to where you are. Point is, be clear, figure out where you are so that you can finally move away from it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and uh, like you said, is, is, is you're sitting there and you're doing uh, being the manicurist. And I guess, you know, it's, it, it's a great job, you know, if, if that's where you're if that's where you're at in life at the time, but you don't want to stay there. You know, I love, you know, Jim Rohn goes, you know, life is a ladder and, you know, $4 minimum wage is, is okay to start with because you don't plan on staying there. You know, life's a ladder. You're going to, you know, you don't want to stay at $4 an hour. You don't want to stay, you know, as the manicurist and, and you, you got to see those things that, that you want more. You say, uh, like I've heard you say, you know, life is about choices and uh, much like you, we all need to understand that, you know, the life we want is a choice. You say we can do anything, and, and, and I believe you, and any, everything that we want, you know, we can have it, but you, you have to make the choice and take the action. So, is, is, you know, explain that a little bit about getting people to take, you know, making the choices, because so many, so many times they don't want to, you know, accept the responsibility of where they're at right now. And are you saying that wherever they are right now, it's, it, they made the choice to be there? Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of what you were saying before. I made the choice to drop out of high school when I was 17 years old. I was working as a manicurist. I thought I, would, I, I, thought I knew everything. I was 
17, I was an entrepreneur, I had my own business, and I thought that was all that there was. And I made the choice to drop out of high school because I did not see having a high school diploma as being of benefit to me. But fast forward three years, I'm making the same amount of money I was when I was 17 because there's only so much money people are willing to pay to get their nails done. So I have that epiphany. I write down where I'm at and I said, okay, I know I want something different. Right now I'm making $30,000 a year or $20,000 a year. How much do I want to make? And at the time, you know, like $50,000 sounded like a lot of money, especially if I could do it in five days a week, eight hours a day, not 15 hours a day, you know, seven days a week. And mm. so I had to make the choice. Number one, I had to first make the choice to take responsibility for where I was and take responsibility for my own unhappiness. I chose to drop out of high school, which means I had to take responsibility for that event and I had to take responsibility for where I was. I'm the one that chose to limit my possibilities and my opportunities because I'm the one that chose to drop out of high school. And so at that point, I just wrote down that I clearly defined what I wanted in a job. I wanted freedom. I wanted flexibility. I wanted to make, you know, $30,000 a year in an eight-hour-a-day time frame, five days a week. So I at least had nights and weekends to myself. And I ended up going from where I was to being a secretary because I went on, um, did some research. At the time, we didn't have the Internet. But I uh, looked in the paper, and I found jobs that paid $30,000 a year. And because I was really in the service industry, I realized that maybe being an assistant or being a secretary would help me. I was good about helping others. Um, I learned how to type. I learned how to, to work a computer. And I went to being a secretary. But the same thing happened again. Fast forward a few years, I was getting my, my 3% increases and silly stuff like that. I was at somebody else's beck and call. And a few years later, I realized not exactly where I wanted to be. But I was pleased that I was making baby steps in the right direction. And ultimately, I was working for a sales team, and I saw these people making ten, twenty, sometimes even $30,000 a month. And I said, I want to do what they do. And again, I sat down and I wrote out my list of where I was and where I wanted to be and what it was going to take me to get between the two. And it's what you said, Brian. It was making a choice taking responsibility for where I was, and then taking action. I made a plan to say, I'm going to go into sales. So what if I fall flat on my face? I can always go back to being a secretary. And so I took that leap of faith, and I applied for a sales job, and I got it, and that is when my life really started to change. Was I scared? Did I have a whole boat of fear? You bet I did. But at the same time, I said, take action. You do not want this fake fear, something that doesn't cause physical harm, doesn't cause death, just causes a bunch of stupid emotions that I can control if I choose to. So go out and make the change and and see if you would be a good salesperson. And I did. And once I did, I really started to define who I was, what I wanted to be, and was taking action on it. And that was the most amazing feeling in the world. We are back. Brian Adams, Caffeine for the Mind, Thoughts That Wake You Up, Make You Think. We're here today and, you know, blessed that we have Charmin Lane, you know, sharing with us. We are produced and broadcasted by the Zeus Radio Network. Sh Charmin, real quick, 
for everyone listening, you know, uh, if they can, they can call in 914-338-1186. This is the Brian Adams Show, Caffeine for the Mind, Thoughts That Wake You Up and Make You Think. But I really want, you know, people, hopefully they have their journal and their pens ready. But at the age of 20, I know you ask yourself, you know, you know, who was in charge of your life. And, and I think that's something we all need to realize and understand. You know, we're all in charge of our own lives and uh, we can achieve whatever it is that we want. But, you know, at, and, and you went into the secretarial and, the, and you're writing down everything that where you don't want to be, where you're at and, and, and how to, you know, once you start writing that stuff down then the action steps, I mean, and I love, like you had said, you know, you knew you wanted more, so you grabbed the newspaper and you wasn't looking for the excuses. And, and uh, you know, today people have the Internet and Google and, 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 you know, everything else that's out there for them. So, you know, but they still keep seeming to come up with excuses on why they can't take action and do something different. I mean, what advice can you give them? You know, I think that fear is something that really just drives people's lives. And I really have this philosophy that's pretty simple and pretty basic, but something that most people seem to have not heard. And I think that there are two types of fear, real fear and fake fear. And Mm. real fear is something that could cause you physical harm or death, something that could land you in the hospital, something that could get you to need surgery, something that could actually cause your death. Jumping up out of a, you know, out of a, out of an airplane and plummeting to your death in hopes that the chute's going to open. That's an example of real fear. It could cause physical harm or death. You know, jumping into a, a pool of shark-infested waters that could cause you to die or be bodily injured. You know, those are things that make sense to be afraid of. But other things like fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of success, fear of of whatever, fear of not being enough, those things really only exist in our minds, in our heads, and we create these big, scary things that these things mean if they happen, but we've only created that in our own minds. And... It was like I said, you know, I had no experience in sales. I knew nothing, zero, zip, zilch, nada about sales. But I knew I could learn, and I knew I would work hard. And I just thought if I could get a shot at doing it, I could make it work. But even if it didn't, even if I failed, if I fell flat on my face, I knew that I could always go back to being a secretary. I could always go back to being a manicurist. My options were not taken off of the table just because I failed at one thing. And the reason I learned this, Brian, was because I was, you know, 22, 21, 22 years old, and there was a man that I wanted to walk up and and introduce myself to. You know, he was just, you know, I'm young, so he was cute, and, and, you know, he carried himself in in a nice way, and I didn't do anything about it. And from that moment forward, I always wondered what would have happened if I would have actually said something to this man, if I would have said, hi, I'm Sherman Lane, you know, you seem like someone I want to get to know better. Would you be interested in going on a date with me? I didn't do that because of fear, because I thought, what if he says no? What if he laughs at me? What if he says I have a girlfriend? What if he says you're ugly? What if he says you're stupid? Anything. And all those little what ifs got stuck in my head, and I did mm. nothing. And for the next 20 years, Brian, I'm not kidding you, I could still tell you what I was wearing that day. I could still tell you what he was wearing. I know what he looks like. <laughs> but for the rest of my life, I know it sounds crazy, but for the rest of my life, I've wondered what would have happened if I would have said something to him. And I made a promise to myself at that moment. I would never, ever again not take action 
because of fear. Mm. And so mm. from that, that's where the sales thing came in, and that's where every action I've taken in my life. If I feel fear, I ask myself, is this going to cause me physical harm? Is this going to cause me to die? And the answer is always no. So if this is something that only exists in my head, then I'm going to take action. And I've lived my life that way and kind of going the extreme opposite of that not doing anything example. I'll make this a quick, short little story, but I was out with some girlfriends. There was a man I saw, and I just had this moment flash in front of me. I have to take action. And, of course, I'm thinking, what if he says no? What if he rejects me? What if he, you know, what if, what if, what if? And I said, yeah. shut up. Do it anyway. I walked up to this man, and I said, hi. You know, I noticed you from across the room. You just seem like someone I'd like to get to know better. If you're single and interested, I'd love to have the opportunity to get to know you better. Here's my card. I'd love to hear from you. He took a step back, and he looked me up and down, and he says, I'm sorry. I only date beautiful women. Oof. Now, of course, that hurt. Yeah, I know. Imagine being told that. Talk about the ultimate rejection, right? At the end of the day, I walked away feeling fantastic about myself because I took action. And never another moment in my entire life, this is you know, a few years ago now, probably four or five years ago, I have never once wished I hadn't done that. Never once mm. have I wondered what would have happened if. I don't have mm. to wonder. I know this guy's a jerk, and I don't even want to give another thought to him. But that was so much better than wondering what would have happened if I had done this, if I had approached him. And I have asked bosses for raises. I don't have a raise now. So if he says no, I'm not going to have one anyway. It doesn't matter. My position hasn't changed. I don't have a date mm. with this guy now. If he says no, my life hasn't changed. And that's how I've chosen to live my life. Not fearless, because I still have fear, but I choose to take the action anyway and learn and grow from it. And, and I think that's so important is, like you said, is, yeah, you ask him and, and uh, he, you know, he ends up being a jerk and at least you learn that part of it. But so many women, if something like that happens and, and uh, they harp on themselves on how, you know, they're not, you know, good enough and this and that. And they beat themselves up mentally because they just ended up talking to a jerk or even even the raise thing. You know, you, you're working for a boss man that maybe the company's not making the money. I mean, there's so many reasons that maybe you don't get the 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 raise you know right then and there but you know and it's not just women it's just you know everyone you know beats themselves up mentally and and takes all responsibility where they shouldn't and says oh it's because of me it's this it's that and you were able to even after the guy says you know only date beautiful women and I've seen I mean it's just you know I've seen the pictures I mean and even even if you were the ugliest woman on the earth you know what a jerk to you know for anyone to say something like that so you learn that but you still like you said at the end of the night you're not regretting uh, asking and going up and taking action. That, I mean, how can you instill something like that in, into someone that's listening to, to, the, to, the, you know, to the show right now? Because that's, that's, that's major. You know, I, you know, and honestly, it's, it's, just, it's just taking action and realizing, come on, you know, whatever you're feeling, it's not going to cause you to die. You're not going to end up in the hospital. If somebody says no to a date, so what? You have, uh, my joke is, is that with this example with that guy, there are four billion men on the planet. There's one less <laughs> I have to think about, and about 3.9 billion more to go pursue. <laughs> I it love that. <laughs> and you know, when something you said I wanted to comment on, because this is something that was life-changing for me. I have this philosophy, just because someone throws you a ball 
doesn't mean you have to catch it. That guy threw a ball at me that I'm an unattractive woman. Well, you know what? I don't choose to catch that ball. Mm. I'm letting that slide by. Let someone else catch that. That's not my stuff. That's his stuff. And I don't care what he thinks. I feel like I'm beautiful from the inside out. And that opinion, I did not choose to catch. I've been told I'm stupid. I've been told I'm an idiot. I've been told I have no athletic ability whatsoever. I've been told I was a failure. I've been told that I was never going to accomplish anything. Those are the balls I choose to not catch. Just like in a game of, of, of softball or just in playing catch, you get to choose the balls you catch. And if it's one that doesn't work for you, then let it go. Don't catch that one. Mm. And that's my and ball. Even, and, and that says so much about how you view yourself and that's where I want you know the women and, and this is you know basically a women woman audience but you know the men also it's it's how you view yourself and that's what I like you know I want people to be able to get to because they, it, it does it starts from the inside out it's how you view yourself so that the outside circumstances you know don't have that effect on you know you as the individual like we see so many so many times and, and even for the youth and, and going through school and stuff but and I know you know, I think you teach a lot of that stuff in your, your book, you know, giving you the wow and the how. You know, someone listening right now, how, how can they find that book? How can they purchase that and, and kind of go through it with their, their pen and paper and journal? And, and uh, so, so two parts of this question, actually. One, how, how they can find that book, how, how we can get our hands on it and start going through it. And what's one of your favorite chapters in the book? Oh, gosh, ask me a tough one. Well, the easy part is my website is wowandthehow.com. And um, actually, when you purchase the book, there's a website that's given in it that gives you a free audio. So it's the book on audio, so you can listen to it on your car, on your iPod, you know, when you're doing other things. And there's a workbook to take you through step-by-step what to do. Again, it's all about what you said, Brian, which is giving people the tools and the actual steps, the things they can take with them. As far as my favorite chapter, God, they're all so, so important. But I, if, I would honestly have to say, I think chapter seven, which is Choices Change Your World, is my favorite because it's all about empowering yourself with the choices you make. Yeah, we're all going to screw up and we're all going to make bad choices. Dropping out of high school was not a smart choice. But when I took mm. responsibility, I finally had the ability to change it. You know, I'm not happy with my childhood and being from nine divorces and dysfunction of the ying and, and, you know, seeing physical abuse and mental abuse and emotional abuse. I mean, I saw everything. And mm. I'm not happy about that. But when I make the choice to say, what did I learn from that? Because I truly believe all of my history, as good, bad, or as indifferent as it might be, using those things and asking myself, what could I use? How am I better because of those experiences? But if it had not been for those experiences, I wouldn't have been able to write this book because I wouldn't have had a story to tell. I am certain I would not have overcome the things I've overcome in my life if I didn't have a childhood that was somewhat filled with struggle so that I learned 
the skills and the abilities to get through tough times. And that's a choice I made to see what happened to me as a good thing. I didn't like it, but I used it as a tool to be stronger and smarter the next time around. And that's what I think this chapter and this book is all about, empowering people to make good choices and to use the things that happen to them to make them stronger. See, that's, that's phenomenal, and, and, and uh, that's why I feel so blessed that you're here today and, and sharing with us and, and, and opening up like this, because I know, you know there's so many people that's going to be listening to this, this show right now live and the, the, uh, the iPodcast later on, but it's, I mean, you know, there's so many young women right now at, at, at 17 and 20, like you said, that have dropped out of high school and, and may be telling themselves that they're stuck in the relationship that they're at because, you know, they don't have an education or they don't have this or the backgrounds that they came from. And not just the 20 and 25-year-olds, but I know there's some 40 and 50-year-olds that feel the same way. I mean, now, right now, there's a huge movement that, you know, a lot of these older couples that have been together 30, 40 years are saying, look, I've got another, you know, I may be 60, but I got another 40, 30, 40 years to live. I'm not going to live unhappily. I'm going to take some action, maybe go through another, go through a divorce, you know, quit this job, start something else. But, you know, how do you help people find that, that passion that you seem to have in your voice? You know, it's, it's really what we've been talking about this whole time is it's about the choices that you make. And I have just wanted to, you know, empower myself, empower my life, empower others. And I can tell you, Brian, I dropped out of school when I was 17 years old. And just last month, I finally got my college degree, a bachelor's degree in communications. I graduated oh, magna cum laude, which is with great honors. And it took phenomenal. me 14 Thank you. Thank you very much. But the reason I'm sharing that is not to say, hey, everybody, look at me. It took me 14 years to get my college degree, but Mm -hmm. I did it. And I did it because I thought at 17 years old, dropping out of high school, that life was over, that I had missed out, that I can't do certain things because of that mistake I made. Mm. It took me 14 years. But I did it, and I went back initially and got my high school diploma to kind of undo that mess. And mm. I know I'm 38 years old, and I know that people out there are saying, I'm, I'm too old, it's too late, I can't do it. Bottom line is, you're right. If those are the choices that you're making, you can't. But I'm here to say I was 24 years old when I went back to, to college, and I'm 38 now, and I did not look into the future. I said one day at a time, one class at a time, and eventually I will finish this. It's let, let me, never let me too late. Yeah, it's never too late, but I love what you just said right now, and I really want people to grab that, is it's, uh, you're not sitting there and overwhelming yourself. I mean, you're, you know, just left being a manicurist, you're a secretary now, you're on your way to, to making a, a, a million dollars a year, yet you still at the age of 24 go back to school, but you don't overwhelm yourself with, I got to get this college degree, I got to get this high school diploma. It's one day at a time, one class at a time, and eventually I'm going to get that, that college degree. And I think so, so, so often is, is people will, they won't even take the time to sit down and write, you know, write out what, what it is that they don't want or, or, or do want because just in their mind that they play those, you know, we think in pictures, 
those pictures turn into movies and they they let themselves get overwhelmed before they even give themselves the chance to sit down and, and write out where they don't want to be or where they do want to be and I, and, and I hope people hear what you just said is is one day at a time one class at a time and just you know take those baby steps I, I've heard you mention you know earlier during the, the call it's it's those baby steps those baby steps What's, yeah uh, Brian uh, just a quick example here? I know we're I'm sorry no, 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 go, because I want to cram in as much as we can. I mean, they, they can take it all in okay, and, and, and absorb it. Okay, great. Well, as a quick example, you know, several years ago, I wanted to lose 30 pounds. Also, at the same time, I wanted to make a million dollars a year. Making a million dollars a year is not something you do in one day. It took an entire year for me to do it. <laughs> but what I did is I broke down that big goal of a million dollars in one year and divided it by 12. How much do I have to do each month? And then I divided the monthly goal down into what I needed to do each week. And at the end of the day, I needed to close 100 deals, 100 sales transactions to get to my goal. And even then I thought, how am I going to close 100? Because everything you bring in, you don't close. And mm. so I needed to bring in 200 deals. And in order to bring in 200, I needed to talk to 400 people. And mm. what I did is I took that 400 and again, divided it by the number of days in the month. And it turned out all I needed to do was talk to 15 people a day. That's a mm. whole lot less overwhelming than saying, oh my God, I'm going to need to talk to 400 people in a month. 15 yeah. a day. I can do mm. that. And the mm. same thing with losing weight. I wanted to lose 30 pounds in three months. 30 pounds divided by three months. That's 10 pounds a month. Divide that by 30 days. I only needed to get rid of 1,000 calories a day. Exercise off 500 calories. Eat 500 calories less. Three months later, I was 30 pounds lighter. One day at a time. Breaking it down into tiny baby steps. Mm. It's, it, and and as, I, as I read through the book, you know, giving you the the wow and the how. I mean, it's that's that's some of the some simplistic techniques and stuff that you're going to share with everyone, correct? Every chapter in this book gives you little. This is okay. This is my story. This is what happened. This is how I did it. Here's the steps that you can take to do it yourself too. I'm not at all. This is so not about me in this book. This is me making a promise to myself that I would give people the tools when I found them out. And every chapter in this book repeatedly is all about giving everyone the tools to do the things they want to do themselves with a little instruction book. And that's what this book is all about. I uh, see. I mean, it don't get any easier than that. <laughs> I mean, that, look, the only way it's going to get any easier than that is if, if, if me and you go do it for them, and that ain't going to happen because they're not going to grow from that. But, look, we're almost out of time. I just want to say how just, you know, we had some technical difficulties. Man, you've hanged in there like a champ for us. You've shared your heart and soul with us. Sherman Lane, please, everyone, it's, uh, you know, giving you the wow and the how is, is the book. I mean, uh, and, and, and Sherman's saying you go to wowandhow.com, W-O-W, and the how, H-O-W dot com. You get the book. Not only do you get the book, but you're saying once they purchase the book, they'll get the audio. So as they're driving around, as we all do here in America, you got your iPod, you put it on your CD. It's, uh, as Zig Ziglar says, Automobile University. Listen to it over and over again. Even when you don't want to, just keep listening to it over and over again. You'll finally get tired of, of, of hearing, you know, Charmin tell you to take action, and you'll take the action. But, uh, in, in, in 20 seconds or less, is, is there anything you want to say bye to the audience before, before I say bye? Oh, not at all. Just everyone, thanks for joining us. Take action. Empower yourselves with your lives. And actually, the website is wowandthehow.com.
and the how. Please look that up, Charmin Lane, and that's Charmin, S-H-A-R-M-E-N, Lane, uh, 38 pounds lighter than she was three months when she started taking action, a uh, million dollars more when she decided to break it all down and do the math. <laughs> it didn't get any easier than that. Man, this has been the Brian Adams Show, produced and broadcasted by Zeus Radio for the social women media of Hear Women Talk. That's H-E-R-E, Hear Women Doll, hearwomentalk.com. This is Brian Adams, caffeine for the mind, thoughts that wake you up, make you think. Please make today better than yesterday, tomorrow better than today. We are out of here.